This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and we're here with part two of our Pick'em our special uh, Husky edition of Pick'em, where we are uh, kind of all, we all have a salary cap. We're all going to play amateur GM here. We did the offense yesterday, and we're going to do the defense today. That We have 14 positions that we're going to be picking on defense and special teams, and we have a salary cap of $35 million. So we all kind of understand the rules. This is Chris Fetters again. I'm here with uh, Scott Eklund. I'm here with Kim Reynolds, and we are going to roll through our picks right now. And just to let you guys know, we are doing it kind of with a, a defensive scheme of the kind of the current scheme, the nickel-based defense. That means two defensive linemen, two outside linebackers, two inside linebackers, two safeties, two cornerbacks, and a defensive back, like a nickel-type back, if you will. And then we will also, at the end, add our picks for punter, place kicker, and a general return man. And that will be our cap. $35 million to spend. We obviously want everyone else to play along as well and come up with your lists. Can't wait to see what you guys did. But we're going to roll ours out here. And, Kim, we're going to start out right away with one of the defensive linemen. Our list here, starting from $1 million to $5 million, we've got Greg Gaines at $1 million, Doug Martin at 2 Danny Shelton at 3 Ron Holmes at 4 and Big Vita Vea at five. Was anybody interested in Big Vita Vea here, Kim? He's hard to miss, but I didn't spend $5 million on him. I thought Doug Martin at $2 million was an absolute steal. One of the best linemen ever to play at University of Washington. Long NFL career, first-round draft pick of the Minnesota Vikings. And maybe some of you remember on the backside of Factoria, Doug and his dad owned a barbecue joint. And it was only open for a couple of years, but I used to hit that place regularly. It was really good. But uh, Doug Martin at $2 million is my pick. All right, Scott, who did you pick? Well, I considered Vita, um, and I loved – I mean, this was like Sophie's Choice for me. A lot of these turn into Sophie's Choice because I I love the players that you're putting in here. So it was you made it really hard. I went with Greg Gaines, and part of the reason is because my next pick I knew I was going to spend a lot of money on. So, um, you know, $1 million for a guy who can stuff the run – and get after the quarterback a little bit, but his job was to take up blockers and let those linebackers run. I I love what Greg Gaines brings to the table at only a million dollars. Yeah, he's great value. There's no question about it. I bit the bullet, boys. I went big with Vita. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how you can ignore a guy that big who moves that quick, who just wants to just roll you every single down and then sit on you and do it with a smile on his face. I mean, I just... That's he 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 personifies football to me when it comes to a defensive back or defensive tackle that wants to just go out and kill you and then pick you up and then go kill you again. So I went with Vita Vea. 
Well, let's look at the other defensive line position. And again, like you said, Scott, Sophie's Choice, we got another just five guys that you could probably almost throw into a grab bag, except for the top guy. Top guy's a little, he's kind of special on his own. But we had $1 million was Larry Triplett. You could pick him. $2 million to Marco Farr. Three million Dennis Brown, then you got Reggie Rogers at four, and then the man Steve Etman at five million dollars. Did anybody go with Steve, or did we all go with Steve? Kim, oh, I want to. I want to. He still he still scares the hell out of me. I mean, I he's see him still, on the sidelines every once in a while, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and I just go the other way. He's uh, still the best defensive player I've ever seen. Yeah, in, in yeah college best football. best college football player. Best college football player I've ever seen. Yeah, just nobody dominated a game more than Steve Atman and uh, Monster. Monster. Yeah, Monster. yeah. I I went with Steve Atman too. Um, though, and that's the reason I didn't go um go with. And Chris, you know, you kind of already gave it away what you what you selected. But uh, you know, I didn't want to spend ten million on my D line, and I thought Entman and Gaines pairing those two together was perfect. Um. I just I wasn't ready to spend ten million dollars. Otherwise, I would have taken Vita as well and paired him with the best lineman that I've ever seen. Um, and uh, but yeah, got to take Entman. Yeah, I mean it's a clean sweep. To to quote Paul Arnold, if you didn't pick Steve Entman here, you just you give up your you you give up your UW card. You just you just <laughs> throw it, just throw it away. Just burn it. Do whatever. If you don't pick Steve Entman here, I don't know what you're thinking. I mean this he literally is. The greatest defensive player that's ever played at Washington. So uh, easy pickings there. And yes, I did go ten million dollars on my first two picks. So you can expect some. Uh, you can expect some uh, bargain shopping from me, uh, probably for the rest of the defense. But let's move on to one of the outside linebacker positions. Here we, you know, I mean, it's again another Sophie's choice. Sophie's choice. We have a ton of guys that we could have picked here. I started out at a million with Jerry Jensen of the mid '90s teams. And then Antoine Richardson, that's going back a ways, guys, but he was the real deal. $3 million, we had Tony Caldwell, another big-time guy. $4 million, Donald Jones of the 90s teams. And then $5 million, Haole Kakaha with his motor, his skill. Uh, I don't know how many guys wanted to go with $5 million here, but holy moly, you, you got a number of guys there you could have picked from. Kim, who's your choice? Value pick, Jerry Jensen. I thought he was a tackling machine when he was here. I thought he was a real smart, smart football player. And, uh, you know, value pick at a million dollars. And uh, I really like Jerry Jensen in that group a lot for a million dollars. And, Scott, I, you go I, don't, I, I really wanted to go with Tony Caldwell. For those who remember Tony Caldwell, Tony was really good. Yep. Nope, without a doubt, without a doubt. Scott? I went with Donald Jones because he he is the most impactful, explosive pass rusher, and and Washington's had a ton of them, but I think he and the guy that I chose next are the two most impactful, explosive pass rushers in Washington history. Donald Jones, four million. I I run if if we're in the NFL draft, I'm running to the front with my ticket for Donald Jones at four million. Yeah, I already uh, I already professed my love to Donald Jones personally to him a couple years ago down in uh, Southern California before the Rose Bowl, and uh, we had a good chuckle about that. So for me not to pick Donald Jones here would be sheer heresy and absolute hypocrisy. So of course I go Donald Jones here. So yeah, no bargain no bargain shopping for me yet, but uh, it's coming it's coming guys. So uh, the next outside linebacker position we had Kai Ellis. The creature for a million dollars, 
followed by Andy Mason, Daniel Teo Nishime, Mark Stewart, a big-time guy, and then the Croatian sensation, Jason Chorak at $5 million. Kim, what's your pick here? Of the creature, Kai Ellis, guy who can rush the passer from the outside with Steve Entman on the front, you know, up the middle, getting a double team, triple team, opening it up for a game. The creature, the pride of Kent Ridge High School. Um, also one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, but, uh, you know, just love Kai Ellis. Yep, Scott, who was your pick here? I just could, I wanted to take Kai Ellis, but I just couldn't take a guy who, who could have saved us a lot of debate and just intercepted the pass. I mean, that's all he had to do instead of have it be a lateral in the, in the Apple Cup. Uh, I gave him crap about that when, when he and I talked about it. But uh, my guy is Jason Chorak. I put the two best pass rushers. I, as good as Hallie Kakaha was, I think he was more of an effort pass rusher and, and a guy who, who benefited from a lot of the system that Washington ran, especially once uh, Pete Kwiatkowski got here and used him in different ways. But Jason Chorak, Donald Jones on either side, and then I got Steve Entman and Greg Gaines, who can even rush the quarterback a little bit. Greg Gaines and Steve Entman causing problems in the middle. No one's getting a pass off against me uh, when I throw those guys out there. Yeah, I, I'm liking my pick here of Kyle Ellis along with Kim. I mean, you know, a guy named the Creature. How do you not go for a guy like that? So, you know, I'm looking at my front four, and I'm thinking Vita Vea, Steve Entman, Donald Jones, and Kyle Ellis. I'm in pretty good shape there, I think, guys. I think my, my front's working pretty good on this on this score so far. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now we're going to move inside. One of the inside linebacker positions, we had the five starting with Keyshawn Bieria at a million, then Mason Foster, Joe Kelly, David Rill, and then the hammer, Dave Hoffman at five million pounds. Kim, were you tempted to go for the hammer here? Who wouldn't be? I mean, <laughs> the hammer, he, I mean, he's he's amongst the best ever. But, uh, you know, with what I've got up front, I decided to go for a little bit more speed. Joe Kelly, one of the fastest linebackers ever to play at University of Washington, $3 million. Uh, long NFL career again, maybe one of the most underrated defensive players at University of Washington. But uh, always loved Joe Kelly and what he brought to the field. Yep. Scott, what did you think? Did you go with uh, Joe Kelly as well? Yes, I did. I did. And, and the reason, as much as I love, I mean, all of those guys were great players. I think Kelly Rill and, and Hoffman are kind of a step above Mason Foster and Keyshawn Bieria. These This honestly was a group that I thought was perfectly um, divided by, by you, Chris, and the way the value and everything was perfect. They matched exactly. And I just love what Joe Kelly brings. He's got a nose for the football. He can tackle. He can run, like Kim said. Got to get a guy like Joe Kelly in the, in, the, uh, in the middle of my defense. Yeah, and I went $2 million here. I went Mason Foster. Um, just have always loved his athleticism, what he brought to the table, his toughness, his football IQ. Who, who, who is going to forget about the uh, immaculate interception against Arizona? Uh, just some 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 highlight moments for him. I really liked him at two million here. And again, 
because I went hard on the front, I'm going to have to start really getting uh, economical with some of my picks here. But I liked the value of Mason Foster, so I went with him here. The other inside linebacker position, we got some real doozies here. This is going to be really tough. No, one million, I had Tim Meamber, followed by Ben Burkirvan, the All-American people, Ink Aliaga, Michael Jackson, Shaq Thompson at $5 million. Anybody tempted with Shaq here at five, Kim? Not me. I mean, I was tempted with Tim Meamber. Tim was a tackling machine. He was a really good player at University of Washington at a million dollars. I thought he was a great value pick. But in my opinion, maybe the best linebacker right up there with Joe Kelly ever to play at University of Washington is prior to Pasco High School, Michael Jackson. Um, he had it all. He had the speed. He had the IQ. He just made a tackling machine. He was mean. He was nasty. I'll never forget, was it a Monday night football game where he punched out the bench when he was with the Seahawks? But Yeah, uh, that's yeah, my first memory of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael was a really good player, so uh, that was my pick. The pride of the pride of Pasco High School, Michael Jackson. Okay, well, Scott Kim already kind of bigged up Tim Meamber here. What do you think? Yeah, I well, I had to go with someone who had a little bit of crazy, and uh, Tim Meamber. Kim, we talked about the on the offensive line yesterday about how Olin Krutz and Bern Brostek were a little bit crazy. Timmy Amber brings that crazy to to my defense, and and I just like you said, tackling machine, and was all over the place, made some plays, hard hitter, always around the ball. Um, I I took Timmy Amber because I thought he was a great value pick at one one million. Yeah, and I agree hundred percent with you. I I went with me Amber as well, racked up tons of numbers, was on some amazing teams. That eighty four team was good at defense. I don't know. They clearly don't get the same acclaim as the 91 defense, but if you want to look at how dominant that defense was, take Gander, and he was right in the middle of all of it. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that was an easy pick for me, and I got lucky because he was good value at a million dollars. Now we're going to move to the back to the defensive backfield, the secondary. We'll start at the safety positions. One through five here, we've got Eugene Burkhalter at a million dollars, followed by Deshaun Goldson, Tommy Smith at three million. Man, that's... That's got to be tempting to you guys, I know. But look at the guys in front of them. Tony Parrish at four. Lawyer Malloy at five. Kim, how did you how did you look at that group and figure out what you wanted to do? Well, Deshaun Goldson may be the most underrated safety in that group. I loved uh, Deshaun Goldson. He also had a long NFL career that was uh, a little bit um, understated. But uh, one of the guys, I, he may have the best build of any football player. Well, him and... Lawyer Malloy, but uh, Tony Parrish, he had a long career with the Chicago Bears and the San Francisco 49ers, but uh, he's a hell of a safety. We saw Tony a few years ago, and he's a guy who still walks through the parking lots with his Chuck Taylors, his jeans, and without a shirt, and nobody questions why. If I looked like that, I'd never wear a shirt either. <laughs> Scott, what did you think? Tony, were you here? Were you going with Tony here? No, no, I was very tempted at at three million for Tommy Smith, and uh, I gave in to the temptation. I I just think, you know, if, if you have um, the opposing def uh, the opposing offense inside their own two or three yard line, you're going to send Tommy uh, Tommy Smith on a blitz and get a safety out of it. So, you know, I 
I just I love what he brings. I think he's an athlete. I think he can run. I think he can hit. He can do it all for you. Didn't he even return punts for the Huskies at one point? I mean, he was just a ridiculous talent. Wore those high neck shoulder pads and neck brace. And, man, I just I love the presence of that guy. Three million for Tommy, Tommy uh, Smith. Take that any day. Yeah, I, I still think he's the he's the guy that that was the the play that set the record for the largest largest decibel level at Esky Stadium when he sacked the quarterback against Nebraska in '92. If I I think if I, I remember that correctly, but I was um, right on I was right on the on the goal line and watched it. Yeah, I I, I, I had to think yeah. at three million dollars someone was gonna was gonna jump at that one. I went personally with Eugene Burkhalter again, having to be a little bit more economical. But for those that remember the late '80s teams, the defense that start that that kind of started it when when Coach Lambright really started to get things together and moving this thing forward, Eugene Burkhalter was one of those guys that was right in the middle of everything. He was a big time defensive back, so I thought for a million dollars he was a snip here. He was an easy pick for me. Uh, now we're going to go to the other safety position. We started a million dollars with JoJo McIntosh, followed by Tim Peoples. At $3 million, we've got Shane Palcoa, followed by Taylor Rapp. And then at $5 million, the $5 million man is Buda Baker. Guys, how do you make uh, heads or tails out of this group, and, and what do you think, Kim? One of my all-time favorite players. Sorry about that. I had the mute button on while I was coughing. Allergies. But, uh, yeah, Shane Palcoa, uh, one of my favorite players ever to play at University of Washington out of Marysville, Pilchuck. I, I was just a joke. You know, it was Shane looked like one of those guys who was skinny and just had uh, muscle upon bone. He had no body fat whatsoever. Um, Shane, if you hear this, if you're still a vegan, you're stupid. Um, vegan? <laughs> he goes to Dick's and gets deluxes all the time. Not even more. Me and Softy were at dinner with him. The Musso and Frank's and he ordered salad. Unbelievable. Yeah. Shane. Shane, have, have a burger. You'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, Shane Palco, one of the best safeties, uh, in my opinion, ever to play at University of Washington. And, by the way, he's big. I'm not sure people understand how big he is. He's about 6'3", you know, probably about 190. He's a tall, thin guy, but, boy, he could hit. Scott, what do you think of this uh, this loaded safety uh, group? Who did you like? Yeah, I you know, going through it, you know, I love Buda Baker, obviously. One of the first big-time guys I ever really covered. Taylor Rapp, got to love him. He's always around the ball. Knew how to go and run support. Uh, I thought Buddha was a little overvalued only because he wasn't a guy who was – he just his, – his interception numbers, I just didn't think – I thought he should have had more considering his talent level. thought he was a little overvalued at $5 million. So I went down a little ways because I – like you, Chris, I spent a lot on my front seven or front seven, four, whatever we're calling it. Um, and so I decided to go a little bit – on the value side and took Tim Peoples, a guy that I really remember a lot as a, as a younger guy. And, and um, just, and, and he was able to cover guys. He was able to do a lot and he was around the ball a lot. I, I, I took Tim Peoples there. I did as well, Scott. And uh, a guy that did, you know, really he put the fear of God into guys sometimes. I mean, he was a big hitter back then. And uh, he was a guy that, you know, he roamed, he roamed the secondary and he kind of made it his own for sure. Um, when you, when you paired him with, um, oh God, who was the kid from Oregon? Um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Rogers. Was it Jimmy Rogers? Can't remember. 
there was a there was a, a grouping there. They were, they were very very good. Very very. I'm not good a, I'm not a help for you. I don't. No, it's sorry. it's. I think that's what it is. But either way, I really like Tim Peoples at this particular pick. Now we're gonna go to cornerback. We start and again got some amazing corners on this list. Starting at a million, Mark Lee, all timer. You know that's great value right there. But then you move up and you got Walter Bailey from the '91 team at two, Kevin King at three. Marcus Peters at four, Byron Murphy at five million dollars. This is a loaded class, guys. Kim, who did you pick out of that group? Mark Lee's a steal at a million dollars. One of I, the first great corners, yeah. you know. Th- yeah. I mean, the Don James era, but uh, long NFL career with Green Bay Packers. But uh, you know, quick story. I, uh, when I first got married, uh, rented a condo, and Tucson Tyler lived next door. And Doug Martin would come over, and Mark Lee, and one of those guys that drink beer, they like to lift cars in the parking lot and move them around in the parking lot so people couldn't find them. But uh, um, Mark did more of the uh, supervising back then. But uh, it was Tucson. Tucson was the ringleader. But, uh, yeah, love Dana. Uh, love Mark Lee. And by also probably one of the best punt returners ever at University of Washington. For sure. For sure. Scott, who'd you like in that group? That's a loaded group. Yeah, absolutely loaded group. I thought um, as good as Byron Murphy was, I thought Marcus Peters was a great value at four because I would have probably put him at five if I was the one ranking him. So um, I almost went with Marcus Peters because he was just a lockdown guy. I mean, as good as uh, Desmond Trufant and some of these other guys were, I just thought Marcus Peters was the best of the has been the cream of the crop. And obviously, that's proven out in with his NFL career. He's now one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL. Has had an unbelievable career so far. I think he's got the most interceptions of any uh, defensive back in in the NFL since he became since he came in as a rookie. So, guy was always around the ball. I almost took Marcus Peters, but I decided to go with Kevin King, who I think was a very underrated co- cover guy. Has great hands, long, athletic. Has that kind of dog mentality that you want from a from a corner. Doesn't back down from anyone. I took Kevin King with at three million dollars. I followed your lead on this one as well, Scott, and I don't know if it's the Jimmy Lake influence, but I, I, I'm liking the longer guys, the guys with the longer levers, the six two, six three corners. So I think Kevin Kevin King at three million dollars was a nice was a nice snap up here. I think that's a definitely good value. Go to the other cornerback position. Holy moly, you started a million dollars, Nesby Glasgow, one of the probably the first big time defensive back or cornerback in the Don James era, followed by Dana Hall. Then you got Desmond Trufant, Sidney Jones, and then top of the list is the five million dollar man in this group is Ray Horton. All everything, guys. I don't know what you want to make out of this list, but Kim, who'd you pick? I keep on putting it on mute while I cough with my allergies. Sorry about that. Um, Dana Hall at two million dollars. Love Dana Hall. One of the first uh, true uh, big corners out of University of Washington. Had a long career with the San Francisco 49ers. On the national championship team, uh, I love Dana Hall at uh, a value pick at $2 million. Scott, who'd you like? Well, as good as uh, um, Derek Johnson and uh, Roy, I'm drawing a blank, those two guys were for as corners. Desmond was kind of the turning point for Washington in, in getting – in getting great corners um, into the program and moving them through and now going on to the NFL. And he was the first guy when Nick Holt was hired. He was the guy. Nick Holt didn't even fly into Boeing Field 
and then drive to Seattle. He flew into Boeing Field and then drove to Tacoma to meet with Desmond Trufant before he even had his press conference at being announced as a de- defensive coordinator. So that's how good Desmond Trufant was. You know, I see him as a as three million, very good value. Although Ray Horton, Sidney Jones, right above him, I don't think you could argue that those guys. But uh, Desmond Trufant's my guy. I almost went with Dana Hall just to put a another big long corner opposite Kevin King, but De- uh, Desmond Trufant's my guy. Yeah, and and at two million, Dana Hall, like you said, another big guy to pair with uh, Kevin King. Too too impossible to ignore for me. So I went with Dana Hall at two million dollars. I thought that was a great value. And again, you've got two. Legitimate six two six three guys roaming your roaming your corners, roaming your edges, roaming your islands. So uh, I like the way those guys line up. Introducing the two way V four, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two way V four gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Now we're going to go for the kind of the nickelback extra defensive back. We started at a million dollars with Nigel Burton. Then we moved up to Miles Bryant and then Hakeem Akbar, Eric Briscoe, and then the $5 million man, big time, big time defensive back uh, in the 80s, Vesti Jackson, for any of those guys that remember him. Love Vesti Jackson. I don't know if he's going to entice guys at $5 million here, but uh, Kim. Were you uh, were you looking to maybe take a pounce on a guy like Vesti, or were you looking different? No, not one. Another one of my all-time favorites is sitting there, and Hakeem Akbar. Just you know, I've told the recruiting story numerous times, but uh, one of the coolest kids I've ever dealt with. Came through a lot of adversity. Uh, was a really good player at University of Washington. Was teammates and uh, running partners with Curtis Williams. The death of Curtis really had a heavy impact on Hakeem. He went to the NFL. Uh, they actually moved him over to linebacker, and he was on his way to have a nice NFL career before he got in a pretty serious car accident. Got to see him a couple of years ago with his brother, Mikhail, and uh, Hakeem Akbar will always hold a special place in my heart, and he's one of the best uh, you know, guys to play uh, safety and in the slot at the University of Washington. Scott, who'd you go for here? Well, like you said, Chris, Vesey Jackson was one of the early guys that I remember as a as a young Husky fan, um, loving loving him and loving the way he played. I always pretended I was Vesey Jackson and Nesby Glasgow. Those are two of the guys that I always pretended I was when I played defensive back. But uh, I didn't have a lot of money left, so I went with a guy who I think is pretty versatile and obviously very smart. Has that coaching coaching background um, now. Uh, Nigel Burton, $1 million. I think great value there. Uh, Could have gone with him or Miles Bryant, but decided on Nigel Burton. Yeah, I went with Kim here, and I went with Hakeem Akbar, another one of those guys you just love in that defense. He was really roaming the secondary, and he'd lay the lumber. Uh, you know, With him as the elder statesman, and then you had the young guys like the, the Helena Hitman with Greg Carruthers on that 2000 team. Uh, those guys really knew how to stick it. So I like Hakeem Akbar at this, uh, at this number. Um, I think he was the right pick at this point. Now, uh, Kim, just to let you know, I think you may be over your cap at this point, so you may want to adjust a little bit. I think you might have a million. You might be dropping down on the punter. Let's. So we're going to go at punter right now. And we've got at million dollars, we got Jeff Partridge, followed by Joel Whitford, Corey Durkee, Sean Douglas, and then Kyle Rasp is the $5 million man. Now, 
I'm going to say it flat out, guys. When you're the punter, you can probably just spend a million dollars here and go with it and put your money elsewhere. But I'm kind of curious as to what you guys thought. Kim, what do you think? Well, if I got to drop down a million dollars, I really wanted Sean Douglas. I love Sean as a punter, but uh, I had Corey Durkee because he had such a big foot. But if I've got to go down the million dollars, I think I was more of a Joel Whitford fan than uh, most out here. I think Joel, you know, with what he was asked to do, more of the directional kicking, more of the um, rugby style kicks, he didn't have a lot of returns. He had a couple of, you know, kicks that weren't great, but I think that he really did what you asked him to do. And I don't remember a lot of punts being returned on Joel Whitford. That's true. That's very true. And uh, Scott, which way did you go? Well, I, I went with Jeff Partridge, partly because I didn't have a lot of money, but partly because I remember he was a really good directional punter. And just like a guy who can pin pin offenses deep in their territory and let my outstanding defense, especially my front seven, who likes to get after the quarterback, uh, you know, keep those guys, you know, flip the field. Yeah, and for people that don't remember, Partridge was the kicker right at the end of the 70s, early 80s, like 80, God, I think I want to say he was like 80, 81, 82, somewhere around there. So, and I also went with the with the one million dollar man, Mr. Jeff Partridge, simply because you know you don't ever want to skip at any position, even special teams. But f- to be able to make my defensive line work, for instance, Jeff Partridge was going to be my guy. So we're we're going to go now well, to the place kicker. Well, hey, Chris, it's not just that; it's our offenses are so good, we probably aren't going to need the punter, right? That's a, that's a good point, Scott. That's a good point. Hopefully, you know, we, we, we hope. We hope that we've got it lined up the way we need to. So, going to place kicker, we start with Eric Folk at a million, then we move to Cameron Van Winkle, John Anderson at three million, then Jeff Jager, and then Chuck Nelson as your $5 million man. Who wanted to bite the bullet and go Chuck Nelson for $5 million? Was that you, Kim? No, I went with uh, one of our good friends still to this day, John Anderson. Um John, four-year kicker at University of Washington, another one of the guys who wasn't small. He's a pretty big guy, but uh, John Anderson never missed a money kick. Bob Rondo, Rondo anointed him money, uh, but uh, he never missed. A, he never, ever, ever missed a clutch kick. He missed some that didn't really matter as much, but uh, when it came down to it, I don't know if there's a kicker that's ever played at University of Washington. I'd rather have kicking a last-minute field goal than John Anderson. What about you, Scott? You feel the same way? Um, uh, I wanted to go Chuck Nelson just because I wanted the guy who held the record for the most consecutive field goals, <laughs> but uh, I didn't have a lot of money. So um, I, I actually thought about Cameron Van Winkle for a little while and, you know, got to love Jeff Jager, got to love John Anderson. Um, but I went with Eric Folk and partly just because he was a guy who was just consistent. He didn't blow you away with his leg strength. He didn't blow you away with, with anything other than he was just a consistent guy, got out there and made his kicks. So million dollars for Eric Folk. Yep. I'll take it any day of the week. Okay. Fair enough. And like him, I also went with John Anderson, consider him a friend, but you're right. I mean, those, the kicks that he made in the in the uh, Apple Cup, for instance, in Pullman, I think, what was that, the 2002 game, the triple overtime game, the Kai Ellis game, um, that's the stuff of legend. And, yes, obviously, uh, both Jaeger, uh, Jeff Jaeger and, and Chuck Nelson have their own legendary status as well. But uh, John Anderson certainly, I mean, when you look, he's, he's got as big a leg, if not the biggest leg out of all that, 
all those guys. Maybe Jagger might say something about that. But um, to me, at $3 million, he was the right pick at the right price. So that's who I went with. And then finally, guys, our last pick, the ultimate returner. We start for a million dollars with Joe the Toe, Jarzinka, followed by Bino Bryant, Charles E.T. Frederick, John Ross, and then, of course, the $5 million man, the NCAA record holder for punt returns for touchdown, Mr. Dante Pettis. Um, Kim, that's a pretty loaded group. Who'd you like on this one? Well, I didn't have much money left, so I went with the guy with the coolest hair, which is Joe Jarzinka, because he can punt, he can return punts, he can kick, and uh, yeah, I like his hair. But uh, by the way, I always thought, if, if any of you guys ever watched Survivor, the show Survivor, I, I no. have not. No, I think I think Joe would win the the show Survivor. I, I think he'd be the best Survivor uh, entrant uh, ever to play football at University of Washington. But haven't seen Joe in a long time. I guess he cut off his hair though. <laughs> Scott, what'd you think? How'd you finish this off? Well, Kim, if he cut off his hair, you might have seen him and not recognized him. So Probably. you never know. Um, I ha- I had two million to spend, and I was going to spend it on my guy, Bino Bryant, guy who I who I loved watching when I was at the University of Washington. And I still remember him from that Cal game when, uh, you know, things weren't looking great. And he busts off, what, a 65, 70-yard run. And and uh, he can return punts. He can return kicks. He can be a backup running back for um, my guy that I took uh, yesterday and Greg Lewis. So uh, Bino Bryant was my selection as my punt and kick returner. And I had to finish it off, and I say the exact same thing, Scott. I love Bean O'Brien at this number. Yes, it's the number I had to spend, but I'm glad he was there because he was as, uh, he was an electric returner. You're right; he adds some he adds some steel there when you look at the running back position. So he he adds a lot of versatility uh, to that number as well. So I liked Bean O'Brien there at two million dollars. Guys, we're done. We made it under the cap. We got our teams organized. Final thoughts, Kim. What do you what do you think about your overall offense, defense, special teams? Do you think you uh, did a good job as uh, as GM? I like my law offensive line with Corey Dillon. I like uh, Steve Entman up the middle. And just uh, real quick, they did kind of the thing on the basketball players, and they had Will Conroy at three dollars, and there was a bunch of former players out on Facebook talking about how much they were worth. And I asked them, I said, "Who's going to tell Will he's only three dollars?" and yeah, nobody was going to do that. So I actually talked to Will a couple of days ago, and I called him $3 Will. He says, you're really going to do me like that? <laughs> you know, so um, anyways, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing, and uh, yeah, there we go. So final thoughts, Scott, on your lineup construction and uh, how you were able to fit everybody in under the cap? Yeah, I I really love my defensive line and my two outside linebackers and Donald Jones and Jason Chorak. I really love my wide receiver group. Chris, you have the same wide receiver group. I mean, how can you not be happy with those guys? Billy Joe Hobart thrown over the top to him. My offensive line, I think, is going to be the underrated offensive line. And, uh, and you know, I I like my group. I like my group. But there's some guys that I wish I had the money to spend on, on and, and take, but uh, I didn't, and I'm really excited about the group that I did end up getting. My final thoughts are basically I like my skill guys on offense. I think I have an offensive line that will hold up and be tough and nasty and will be smart. And um, defensively, I think I have the best front four of anybody out here. I think that 
you spend the money up front, you put the pressure on, you, you, you lead from the front. So that's what I did. I like my length in the secondary, especially with guys like Kevin King and Dana Hall. So I love that a lot, and I just think I, I have a lot of balance. I feel really good about the balance I have on that group, and uh, hopefully it's a group that a lot of people will look at and go, yeah, I, I could see I could see for spending the money you do that that would be a phenomenal lineup. So I really hope everybody enjoyed kind of this exercise that we went through and did things. I know things are slow. I know it's a, a tough time for people, but we're trying to put together some ideas and come up with some thoughts and on how uh, we can uh, kind of keep things going for you guys because we know that football will happen sooner rather than later. And so we're 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 just we're just kind of grinding. We're just trying to get out there and do what we can before spring football starts. And if even that means June or July, so be it. But we're going to be there for you guys. In the meantime, I hope you'd enjoyed this. Please tell us about your own groups that you put together so we can compare and contrast and see what you guys did. So for Chris Fetters, Scott Eklund, Kim Grinolds, go dogs. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!